Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Our Golden Twenties. My name is Sadie, and I'm joined with Tegan. Hey. And today we are going to be talking about how to be single. And if you're in a relationship or not, I feel we have some like things just like on kind of the self-care and self-awareness side of things kind of in that topic. And then we Mm -hmm. also want to talk about how to maintain a relationship. If you are in a relationship, Mm -hmm. maybe just started a relationship or you've been in a relationship for a while, just want to keep things interesting. We're going to talk about that today too. Yeah, I feel like fall is the perfect time to get into these kind of like, like the topics that we talk about year round on our golden 20s. But I feel like this is when it really like hits deep because it's like, I feel like the time when you're the loneliest is when it's like dark at 5pm and you're like just sat by yourself, you know? So I feel like it's a good time to talk about it. Yeah, around the holidays, people yeah. seem to also kind of feel lonely. So yeah. definitely good time of year to be talking about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's kind of the first thing I wanted to like talk about when it comes to being single is I really feel like there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've maybe talked about this a little bit before because as you might know as a listener, like I'm single, Tegan is married, and I feel like people kind of like, just when they talk about like relationships with me, they make it, they feel like I'm lonely. And right. the truth is I feel like I've never mm-hmm. felt lonely like in my life really. Like obviously you have days where you're just like, nobody understands me, oh my God, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, just like all in all, I like being by myself and like I enjoy my own company you know like mm-hmm. I never feel lonely and I feel like that's just a perfect place to start <laughs> yeah and I feel like on the same vein you can be really lonely even if you're in a relationship you know like it's totally not everything's like surface level and it's like oh they're single so they must be lonely yeah 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 that's such a good point Yeah, so I feel like as far as kind of like embracing your single life, a big thing is just like kind of embracing the opportunity that's given to you in which like when you're in a relationship, you give up a lot of stuff. And obviously when you're single, you don't have to give that stuff up. And (laughs) yeah, so this is kind of a chance to take advantage of all those things and really you know, dive deeper into like self-reflection and do things that you really want to do because it is just you. Yeah, 100%. And again, I feel like if you're in a relationship or not, it's so important to be your own person and to know, you know, who you are and just like have that awareness. And I feel like, again, regardless of your relationship status, like you, it's not really healthy to always rely on somebody else for everything or, you know, to like have this like codependency. So Mm -hmm. I think learning how to enjoy your own company and be your own person is so important. And for me, like I've never been in like a long-term relationship, a relationship Mm -hmm. really at all. So Mm -hmm. obviously it's easy for me to say this kind of stuff, but I feel like for me, how I was able to like build confidence and, you know, just like kind of get in touch with my intuition intuition, and just like become independent is because I was mm-hmm. so 
like set on just like living my life for me kind of thing. And over time, those are the types of skills and traits that I developed. You're really given the opportunity to like reflect on like yourself, figure stuff out about yourself. And it gives you the chance, like if you're in a relationship, it's a lot harder to be spontaneous and maybe like to take bigger risks because it's more than just one kind of person that you're making those decisions for. So when you're single, it's the time to like change careers if you want, move cities, travel, dye your hair, you know, like the kinds of things that maybe like affect other people, but not if you're single. Yeah, 100%. It's like time that you can dedicate just to you, finding out what your purpose is, you know, like Mm -hmm. setting those goals, learning what your interests and values are, because then it just makes it so much easier to kind of have a base. So when you do find somebody and like start a relationship, like you already have that self-awareness where Mm -hmm. you're not figuring that out while you're figuring out who you are in a relationship or who you are as a girlfriend or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 Another thing I think is really important is like uh, finding your own worth and value outside of a relationship. Like you're not unworthy of love because you're not in a relationship. You have to, you know, like love yourself like everyone else does. And just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean that, you know, you're amazing and your worth is through the roof. Mm hmm. So that's, I think, something that if you're maybe feeling down about it is a good reminder of like, just like how like your work doesn't define your worth, your looks don't define your worth, your relationship doesn't define your worth. Totally. And I feel like it's a cliche, but like how happiness is really reliant on you and it's an inside job. You know what I mean? Like you can't rely on somebody else Mm -hmm. to make you happy and to make you feel like you know, to show you your value and your worth and whatnot. Like that's something that you really have to establish on your own. Mm -hmm. So 100%, I agree so much. Yeah. Another thing is, because maybe you're listening and you're like, yeah, that's nice, but I am lonely. And so I feel like a good kind of like technique, if that's the case, is to try and focus on like dating yourself. So if that's like joining groups or classes or pursuing hobbies or starting a side hustle, like this is the perfect time because you have free nights and weekends that aren't taken up with another person and you can focus on literally like taking care of yourself. Like we have one episode about like how to use the love languages for self-love, doing stuff like that to kind of like fulfill you and then you don't even need another person to feel that worth. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. In addition to that, I think it's also really important to focus on the other relationships in your life, especially if you're feeling lonely. Like there are so many other places where you can find that love, whether it's, you know, you focus on your friends or your family, those relationships could be more important than a romantic relationship as far as, you know, making you feel good. And so, yeah, if you're feeling like, you know, lonely in that situation, I think that that's a good way to kind of fill up that void a little bit. Yeah. And I think too, like 
people who obsess over being single, like they're always kind of focused on what they don't have. And I think it's really important to remember that just because you're not a girlfriend, boyfriend, wife, fiance, like whatever that title is, you still have so many other titles in your life. And like, Mm -hmm. you're still so many people to other people in your life, if that makes sense. So for me, I'm like, sure, I'm not a girlfriend, but I'm still a daughter, a granddaughter, Mm -hmm. a sister, a cat mom, you know, like a coworker Mm -hmm. at work. Like, you know, there's so many other titles. And again, I think this kind of goes back to your worth and your value is you're not just tied to one thing. And there's so many different things, I guess, in your life and relationships with different people that make you, you. And instead of focusing Mm -hmm. on what you don't have, that's, you know, maybe holding you back from you being part of who you want to be or whatever it is, then it's like, no, just focus Mm -hmm. on who you do have in your life and all the other titles that you carry and who you are to other people. Yeah. And I think if you are like really focused, you're single now and you want a relationship, this is also a really good time to kind of reflect about what you're looking for and want from a partner so that when you are like back in the dating sphere, you're not kind of starting from scratch. You kind of have the ideas already there and you are maybe like setting yourself up for more success. Yeah, 100%. Because I think for like me personally, like I know what like I value and it's yeah. like now looking at other people, obviously I'm going to try and, you know, align my values with their values. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. if we're totally different, I know what's super important to me and if it's not important to them or whatever, mm-hmm. then it's probably not going to work out like long term. So I think that's definitely a great layer of self-awareness to take into a relationship and then, yeah, see how a partner can compliment you. And I think too, just like on the whole like concept of like having other people in your life, I think Mm -hmm. one other thing that kind of makes me feel like I'm not missing anything, but I'm kind of gaining something, I guess, Mm -hmm. from being single this long or for like being so focused on myself is how there really isn't another constant in your life. Like people Mm kind of come and go, even if it's family, you know, sometimes families have falling out, Mm -hmm. friends come and go, Mm -hmm. like relationships come and go, breakups, Mm -hmm. divorces, whatever. Like you're the Mm -hmm. only constant in your life who's there a hundred percent of the time. So it's so important to learn how to trust yourself, how to rely on yourself, how to make decisions by yourself, you know, like know what those values are, know what your interests are because when it really comes down to it, like, you know, you need to be able to be okay on your own. Yeah. And I know obviously people discover themselves through different ways and like through different life experiences. So, you know, some people are figuring those things out about themselves while they're married and like, there's totally nothing wrong with that. But I think it's just while you are single, like if you're listening to this and you're single and you're kind of down about it, like it's a really great time just to really get in touch with yourself and Mm -hmm. Yeah, focus on that awareness. Yeah, I in researching for this episode, I read this quote that I really like that I feel like is a a good perspective maybe if you're someone who's single and you know, this is something that you're thinking about a lot and it's that uh, the quote reads 
I'm on my own healing journey and my future partner is on theirs as well. They're doing the work to be the person I need them to be in a relationship and I'm doing the same. When the time is right, we'll come together to continue our journeys. And I, I that. yeah, because I mean, maybe it's like a cliche thing to say that like what, when the time is right, it'll work out, but it's like, it's true. Maybe like you're desperate to get into a relationship right now, but you don't want to be in a relationship with a guy who's not emotionally mature enough. And maybe if you met that guy in a year from now, it would turn out he better be. than if you met him now, yeah. you know? So it's a good reminder, I think. Yeah, 100%. And another thing just kind of on like keeping that perspective is I really think it's so liberating and fulfilling once you start living your life for you mm-hmm. and not, you know, living for other people. So if it's, you know, you were with your high school boyfriend and, mm-hmm. you know, then you made decisions based off keeping that relationship, you know, yeah. you're making decisions based off staying close to your family. Like once you start just making decisions and living life for you, mm-hmm. it's a game changer. And like, you really feel this like happiness that you can't feel when you're living for other people. So yeah. definitely, yeah, definitely a good perspective to have. Yeah. And there's so many like great parts of being single that I feel like are often overlooked. Like even you know, like being in a relationship, there's so much compromise and obviously like people want to do the compromise to continue to be Mm -hmm. in the relationship. But I still feel like being single, it should be celebrated that like you get to do whatever you want, whenever you want, you get to eat whatever you Mm -hmm. want. Like you're not, especially when you live with your partner, you're trying to figure out, okay, what's something that they like and I like and fits in our budget. You know, you don't have to worry about that. It's like, I want to eat this heck yeah, I'm going to eat it. If you want to go on a vacation, it's not like, oh, well, I was saving my days to go on a trip with them or they wanted to go to that place with me and they can't afford it right now. Like you can just go if that's what you want. Yeah. And 1000%. Yeah. I feel like that stuff should be celebrated more because once you're in a relationship, obviously like you, there's good parts of being in a relationship or else people wouldn't be in them. But those things go away. Like that ability to be like almost like it's 100% about you and what you want, which is fun, (laughs) I think. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I feel like anytime I like start talking about my singleness to other people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like this is maybe like maybe it's a flaw in some ways, but for me, it was always so important for me to build a life on my own. Yeah. And exactly like you're saying, Tag, like if I wanted to go somewhere, if mm-hmm. I wanted to do something, if I wanted to buy something, I would just do it, you know? Yeah. And it was just so important to me. So I didn't want to rely on my parents to pay for things. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to rely on a boyfriend to take care of me or to do things around, like be the handyman around the house. Like yeah. it was so important for me to prove that I can – live the life I want to live on Mm -hmm. my own Mm -hmm. and I think it's yeah again just going back to like that fulfilling aspect of it like it is so freeing to be like I can just do whatever I want whenever I want if that's what makes me happy like (laughs) it 
definitely something I think gets overlooked 100%. Yeah, I love, I keep reading about this. Like I'm reading a lot of self-help books right now and I'm seeing it on TikTok. And it's like a lot of times if you're feeling like stuck in a situation, like you're single and you don't want to be, it just takes kind of like that little perspective switch where it's like, yeah, obviously I want to be in a relationship, but it's not happening right now. So instead, like I should celebrate the good things that come along with me being single. Like I'm saving money because I don't have to spend it on a significant other. And, you know, like all the stuff we just talked about and knowing that maybe in the future you will meet that person and they'll be ready. But in the present, it's good to just celebrate your singleness. Yeah, 100%. It's definitely not a bad thing to be single. Yeah, you can still dance to Single Ladies by Beyonce. So that's a huge plus. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel there is a like stigma to it. And I feel yeah. like they're like, especially as I get older, like I feel there's a lot of like, just like societal like norms, I guess. And mm-hmm. like kind of, I guess, pressures, but it's not anything to feel bad about. And when you yeah. kind of like look at someone who, like you said, Tag, are like constantly making compromises and constantly, mm-hmm. you know, not doing things they want to do because of whatever reason, if it's, yeah, you know, yeah. a relationship or whatever. It's yeah. like, yeah, all it takes is that perspective shift to be like, I have zero responsibilities. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm my only responsibility. I have like nothing tying me down. Like, yeah, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Should we talk about relationships now? Yeah, for sure. I feel you'll lead the conversation on this one since I've already declared that I've not had a relationship before. <laughs> but I can like throw in my two cents from yeah. relationships I've observed because yeah. you guys know me. I get deep in my feels, observe mm. everything, reflect on it, learn from it. <laughs> yeah. And like I've only been, I guess I've been dating Tyrell my husband for eight years but in the grand scheme of like people's relationships that's like nothing like you meet people who have been married for 50 years and it's like crazy so I feel like I'm definitely still on the journey because I'm young too Yeah. yeah like I think it would probably be different if we met each other later like because I did a lot of the self-discovery in the relationship which is rough and why I think like a lot of relationships probably when you're younger don't work out because you're still trying to figure out who exactly you are so we're all learning and growing together yeah and actually that's that's a great point that I wanted to kind of make is like a relationship is not the end destination you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like you as a person there's never an end destination like you're constantly evolving and changing and growing And that is still the same when you're in a relationship, just your partner is also changing, evolving and growing, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think like relationships are a lot of work because Mm -hmm. of that. And if maybe you are in a relationship right now and you're listening to this, to how to maintain a relationship, but you know, it's just not something that's maintainable, like that's okay. Like it's natural to sometimes grow apart as you're changing and evolving. But I feel like there are ways to kind of change and evolve together too, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and the first point I wanted to talk about was 
having realistic expectations. And I feel like this is a good place to start because it's applicable. Like if you're starting a relationship or if you've been in a relationship for 20 years, like you have to have realistic expectations that the person you're dating is a human and all humans have imperfections. And the closer you get to someone, the more you see those imperfections. So if you're, Mm. you know, just starting to see someone, they're not going to magically read your mind and get every single thing perfect and know what your love language is right off the hop and, you know, do those kinds of things. And it's the same where if you're in a relationship with someone for 10 years, have, you know, the expectation that they're not going to miraculously change their behavior or, you know, those kinds of things. They're not going to suddenly one day wake up and make you breakfast if they've never made you breakfast before in 10 years. Because I think if you have those unrealistic expectations, that's where a lot of like resentment can come in. Yeah, 100%. I think that's so true. And I feel like too, I don't know, maybe this isn't accurate, but in my mind, I feel those small imperfections, Mm -hmm. people often view as like, we can work on it. We can change it. You know what I mean? Where it's like some things you can't change. Like you said, and if it's like a big deal breaker, like, like I was saying earlier, like different values, like Mm -hmm. that's probably not something you can change about somebody. And that's 100% what kind of leads to that resentment over time. So I think, yeah, starting with having clear and like realistic expectations is really, really good advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, like you just said, so much of a relationship is compromising, just like literally any relationship, like a relationship with friends, a relationship with a family member, you have to compromise to kind of meet in the middle. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's hard for a lot of people to do because, and yeah. it, it also depends on what it is you're compromising. Like me yeah. personally, it drives me crazy that Tyrell doesn't hang up hand towels properly. But that's not the end of the world. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. literally, no one else will notice. And this is just a thing I've accepted that this is what my life is like. Whereas if the compromise yeah. is, I don't know, that your partner like drinks and drives and you're morally against that, well, maybe your relationship isn't going to work out yeah. because that is maybe more than a compromise. But I feel like this is kind of like the basis of relationships. Yeah, 100%. And I think like you were saying, like, it's tough when you're young because it's hard Mm. to make those compromises that can ultimately lead to you not experiencing something. Like, for instance, compromising on what school you go to. Like, that Mm, can shape your education, which can then shape your job. You know, like, it's just like things like that or those bigger kind of life moments. So Mm -hmm. I feel like knowing relationships take compromise, you know, like it's a healthy give and take situation. Yeah. Obviously your partner needs to be making compromises sometimes too. Like it shouldn't just be one of you or the other, but I think that is something definitely to be mindful of 100%. Yeah. And I feel like I'm kind of a person who believes that like the smaller things are the easiest compromises to give. Totally. Like let's say your partner doesn't like to watch rom-coms and you're like, yeah, okay. I'll just watch those like by myself. That's fine. Like that's a really minor compromise. 
But if you're like, yeah. my dream is to live in New York City and your partner's like, I never, ever want to go to the city ever. Well, that's maybe too big of a compromise. You know, like it's literally like a person to person scenario and your whole life is kind of made up of micro <laughs> compromises, I guess. But then it's when the big ones come in where that can kind of make or break a relationship, I think. Yeah. And I feel every time we talk about relationships, we just stress how important like communication is. But I feel yeah. like I'm going to throw it in at this time, like this point in the podcast as well. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because it's like you need to like communicate what is important to you. You know what I mean? Like yes. you need to communicate and have like honest communication, even if it's uncomfortable. Like even if, mm-hmm. you know, you're very set on something and it's clear your partner sees it differently or something like that, or you're mm-hmm. unwilling to compromise and they're unwilling to compromise. Like it yeah. just it doesn't mean like you can just kind of accept it as that. Like you need to kind of yeah. like have that communication and figure it out. Yeah, like, yeah, find, I guess, like where the give and take happens from each yeah. side through communicating. Yeah, and I think what you said is exactly right, where is if something is important to you, don't give it up just because, oh, well, it's what they want and I want this relationship because all that will do is breed resentment. Like if you don't move to New York City because your significant other doesn't want to and you're like, well, I love them, so I won't move, you're just going to be pissed about it for the rest of your life. And it's like that does that's not going to build a good relationship. If anything, that's going to break it down and then you'll be single and won't be in New York City. Like exactly. If it's something that's important to you, you need to have those discussions, I think. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. The next point I had was just that a relationship takes effort. Like, I feel like there's maybe a mental image that, like, when you first start dating, that's when it's really hard. And then once you're, like, in a relationship, it's easy. But I don't necessarily find that true. Like, there are easy parts to all sort of times in dating and there are hard parts too. And I feel Mm -hmm. like when you're in a relationship, especially like a really long-term one, this is where you can kind of just get like stuck going through the motions. And so I feel like doing stuff like purposely scheduling dates and that kind of stuff, having the regular and honest communication, even something as I don't know, like silly as purposely asking how their day was. Like that's Mm -hmm. opening a stream of communication. 100%. My sister and her boyfriend just bought a house Mm -hmm. and I was asking her how that's going on their relationship because they're Mm -hmm. doing renovations and, you know, that's a stress on her relationship. And she said every Sunday they have check-ins with each other and Mm -hmm. they just say, Okay, Sunday check-in time. How are you feeling? You know, are you stressed? What are you stressed about? Like, and they just have these like check-ins. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was such like a mature, good thing to do. Yeah. Obviously, they do this because like this is a stressful time in their lives. Like their lives continue to go on, like their jobs and Mm -hmm. their relationship, family stuff continues to happen. And then they're throwing like renovating a house on top of it. Yeah. But it's like how great is that? You know, you Mm -hmm. have those check-ins with yourself. I feel like 
at least I do, like, when I'm journaling or whatever, like, that's essentially what I'm doing, just, like, checking in with myself. But to just, like, pointedly ask somebody, like, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. I just thought that was such a great tip for, yeah, I guess, like, that communication, but also Mm -hmm. just, like, putting in the effort, asking them, how are you doing? And then going with it. Something Tyrell and I do only when like one of us is really stressed, say like we have something big coming up or like something's really busy at work is this is where I reveal that I was a camp counselor. We (laughs) do our roses, thorns and rosebuds before we go to sleep. So this Mm -hmm. is what I used to do with my little children. And we're all just children on the inside. So I think it works. Yeah. Yeah. So we're working with our inner child, but And then we just say, and it can be like, if we decide it just is going to be like three words or we can go into detail. So it's just like your rose is your favorite part of the day. Your thorn is your least favorite. And your rosebud is one thing you're looking forward to. And then it's kind of a good way to like touch base, but it's so like low key. Like the stakes are very low. That's why I like it. Yeah. And I think to like knowing that rose, you know what I mean? Like yeah, what they're yeah. excited about, what they're happy mm-hmm. about, or the rose, but I guess is yeah. more so it. Like, you know what is important to them and then you know mm. like kind of where you can help show them support and like yeah. where you can cheer them on and like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's the other thing about relationships that take a lot of effort is you have your own life going on, they have yeah. their own life going on, and you're meeting in the middle, you mm-hmm. know? And obviously parts of your life are intertwined and your stuff becomes my stuff and whatever. But it's also like that big project at work, like you were talking about, like Mm -hmm. if you're really busy, you know, you still need to make sure that you're not making your partner's wins or Mm -hmm. exciting things in their life smaller because it's less of a priority in your life. You know what I mean? So I think it also just takes effort, of course, on the checking in, but also on the actual supporting of each Mm -hmm. other too. Yeah, and a great way to know how to support them is to learn what your partner's love language is. So this is something we talk about all the time. But like if you're doing acts of service for your partner, but their love language is gifts. Words of affirmation. Yeah, whatever it is. They're not going to feel the love that you're trying to give them. And they're not going to feel the support because they'll be like, oh, all I wanted was you to like – run out and get me a coffee and say that you loved me and maybe you loaded the dishwasher and they didn't even notice because that's just not something they do. And so I think that that's another really good thing about, you know, learning what they like. And then if they're in a high stress situation and you know your love language, that's how you support them and show them love and appreciation. Yeah. I love us so much. I feel like before we did our episode on love languages, I didn't Mm -hmm. know any of them. Like I didn't know what my love language was. Like I just didn't even like know anything about it. But now I think it's such a great way to strengthen relationships and just to like, again, it is kind of comes down to that communication too. Just like Mm -hmm. knowing how you can like, yeah, communicate to somebody like how much you appreciate them or like whatever it is show them love so I think that's such a great way to like strengthen a relationship and like maintain it you know Mm -hmm. yeah the next thing I wanted to talk about was how like just because you're in a relationship that doesn't mean that everything else in your life gets put on 
the back burner. Like your relationship is not the most important thing in your life 99% of the time. And I feel like you and I have both talked about seeing people who like as soon as they get into a relationship, it's like you're no longer friends with them because they just only have time for that relationship. Or even like I know some people who stop working because they're like, I'm just going to stay at home and support them, which is fine if that's Mm -hmm. your choice. But I just feel like it's important to say that you need to leave room for yourself in your relationship, like schedule in alone time to do things that you enjoy by yourself, to do your self-care and balance the other parts of your life. Like don't cut off your family. Don't cut off your friends. Still prioritize your work because this is just one asset of your life. And I feel like you need all of these things to make your life really full. Totally. I love that so much. And when you were talking about dating yourself and like Mm -hmm. the first part of this episode, I feel like all those things, like if it's workout classes, hobbies, whatever you do in that alone time, like those are all things that you're doing to fill your cup, you know? And I feel like when you go into a relationship, you want your, or when you show up for your partner, like you want your cup to be full because Mm -hmm. if you're running on empty, you have nothing left to give to your partner. So I think it's like, if you're having a hard time prioritizing alone time and like me time, when you're in a relationship, that's a really great reason to make sure it is a priority is the better care you take of yourself, the better care you can take of other people, including your partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The last kind of thing I wanted to talk about, which is, I think I read this somewhere, but it was something I was guilty of. And then as soon as I read it, I was like, oh my God, they're so right. But it's that you should be mindful about what you're sharing from your relationship. So obviously like your boyfriend or your girlfriend, they like piss you off. So then you call up your friend, get a glass of wine and rant to them. Like that's totally normal. But Mm -hmm. I think you need a reminder that if all you're telling your friends or your family are the times that your significant other is annoying you or messing up, they don't get to see when they make it up to you. They don't get to see like how much they love you. They only hear what you're telling them. Yeah. And so it can be hard if your friend has heard for six months about how, oh, he was late for this date. Oh, he forgot about me. Oh, he didn't get me a gift for my birthday. And then you're like, here, I want to introduce my boyfriend. Like they're probably not going to like him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's just like it shapes the people in your life like bias towards your partner. You know what I mean? And like, that's not fair at all. It's like they already have this like, yeah, preconceived like notion of this person without even knowing them that well, you know? So definitely, definitely not good. (laughs) I also think about that though, like in a family situation, like, you know, like mom and dad's kind of like opinion of each other kind Mm -hmm. of influences how the kids think of them. You know what I mean? So I think that is definitely something you should be mindful of 100%, mm-hmm. especially for like a healthy relationship. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. And you don't want to get in the habit if like all you tell your friends is bad things about your partner because you're ranting or whatever mm-hmm. it is. You don't want to get in a habit of that being all you see in your partner. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like if you're like 
just looking for conversation with your friends because you've fallen in the habit of just ranting about your boyfriend to them. Like, that's a problem. (laughs) Yeah. And it, it, like, I guess it is harder to be like, yeah, so my boyfriend gave me a hug today and it was the best hug. Like, that's not like a great conversation piece, but it's like, that's realistically what a relationship is. Like, obviously the things that annoy you you're like oh this annoys me so much but then it's like you know all the little micro like happy moments that aren't you know magical to talk about or whatever like oh he brewed me coffee this morning like no one wants to hear about that but those are like the little minor things that make up a good relationship I think yeah I love that awesome all right well that is where we are going to leave it this week. So thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, be sure to follow and subscribe to us so that you could see when we put out new episodes. Those drop every single Tuesday. And in between that, you can follow us on social media at our golden twenties. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, TikTok, Pinterest. We also have a Patreon page, which is the best way to show your support for the podcast. And we put out the episodes early there. And we want to thank you for listening. 